to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from pristineauction.com studios with your hosts, Jake Seeley, Chris Meany, and Joe Holka. What's up, Foot Clan Nation? It is the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. You just heard your host, as always, here to hopefully help you with some cash. I know it was a giant giant week last week uh, basically if you didn't score 300 on DraftKings, if you didn't score 200 on FanDuel, and even so you still might not have had money i don't know joe i know you're smiling over there was he in any of your lineups because i told you look i was right and wrong at the same time i didn't want to use him but i told you it was probably gonna happen and i hate will fuller so much but you now hey look now your jersey is gonna pay off having one <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like I, I knew it was coming, right? I, I saw the the almost six touchdown game coming. I, I've been telling you, get telling you guys for weeks. No, I, I mean, it, it's great. I did have him in some tournaments. Didn't have him in my main tournament. Um, I mean, it, it's really hard to justify a guy with his usage. I get the price. I get all that. But in a small field GPP, he made a really good tournament fade. I still think the process was okay there. Uh, had some shares in smaller tournaments, but yeah, not having him. Uh, you, you guys know by now kind of how that ended for me. And it wasn't just him, Chris. You needed like Fuller and Thomas and so like you needed at least three because it was we see this happen every single year. There's a few weeks where if you don't have three of the big what was ended up being five or six players, you're kind of you're kind of out. Yeah. And a lot of guys that we talked about on the show went off and you're right. You had to have at least three of them. I had some lineups with CMC and Thielen, some full. I had a Fuller and, and CMC lineup that you know, didn't even sniff in cash. Like, no, not even yeah. close, like not even close. So it was a huge week. There was a lot of scoring happening for sure. But yeah, I mean, Fuller is a guy that we talk about every single week here. And, and he's always, Jake, you always bring up his ownership projection. It's always near the top and it's, it is risky. And now here we go again this week with the highest total on the board. We could see eight, nine touchdowns in this <laughs> game this week. I'm looking at one. I, you guys know, I messaged you this, the, the 155, that 155 on FanDuel and I didn't even sniff cash. Like I still had a decent amount to go and that was mostly because it was it wasn't even that I didn't have with three because I had Chris McCaffrey, Thielen and Chris Godwin and it was the rest of the guys. Most of them were in double digits but just one Jalen Samuels getting me two points just that alone destroyed the entire lineup because it's like you couldn't even have one hole in your lineup. Well, the lineup I gave here on the show last week, a cash, it scored 154, and it didn't cash. I beat you by a point. In a double up, yeah. And, I mean, it had Fournette, 20-plus points. I mean, Thielen, almost 30. Boyd was in there. Tom Brady was fine. We talked about him on FanDuel being, like, the 10th highest-priced quarterback over there. So, I mean, yeah, you had to have all all the guys who hit. I don't remember seeing that, Joe. When was the last time you remember seeing the fact that, like, unless you had the 250-plus on FanDuel that you weren't getting, like, paid out? Never, really. I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, just thinking back to kind of my main team, like, had CMC, like, I mean, at a low ownership, in my opinion, and I I got the Philly defense at 3%, still didn't even sniff the cash line in this tournament. 35. Yeah, Yeah, you needed them. Crazy. I'm looking right now, and the millionaire maker on FanDuel, the lowest position he had was Zach Ertz at 14. David Johnson was next lowest at 17 with Watson, Jones, Fuller, Thomas, Thielen, and the Eagles defense. Like, that's, I mean, that's probably the first looking. week, like, ever that, like, your cash lineup, if you're building, like, at least kind of the chalk, like, you, you were live for the Millie. It, it was nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. And that's a great transition. So let's talk cash. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. You know what? I am going to mix things up, and I'm going to quarterback first on this one because one name we didn't mention, I did it. I had Mike Wright on my own sports podcast. I told Chris, I told you I was going to do it. I ordered myself a Gardner Minshew jersey, but it's got a custom nameplate, and it says Beowulf on the back because that's what his grandfather wanted to name him. I'm putting Gardner Minshew, if I'm looking to save a quarterback, I think he actually legitimately has become a cash play at quarterback. Go ahead, Chris. I, I don't I don't <laughs> hate it. I'll say that. I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't argue it at this point. I mean, if you're playing on DraftKings, you want to spend down at the position 5K. I mean, why not? I mean, at the same thing, FanDuel, he's he's passed. That's I think, why. Yeah, I think he's passed every single you know test. I mean, he hasn't turned the ball over. He only has one interception. He's got the nine touchdowns. He, he's coming with you know a decent floor. You look at the game log, his, his fewest points, 16. So, I mean, that's nice. He's cheaper right? than we, Andy Dalton. Yeah, I mean, 
he's not putting up that zero or the minus two like Baker Mayfield. There's there's a little bit of safety there for sure. So I, I, I don't hate it. Leonard Fournette was a guy that we've talked about in this offense um, you know, since I think week one is is catching a few more balls in the backfield. So that's a nice security that he has as well. So I mean he's he wasn't actually on my radar to talk about today in cash, but I I, I mean I don't mind it. Hey, I can't oh, say wolf. anything negative. Hey, oh, wolf. There's hey, a, oh, wolf. He's very impressive. Like what he's done so far, it's it's very actually, Nick Foles like stepping I, in and like, killing changing in for my guy. home league team name as we're doing this show to Beowulf. Let's get biggest fan. Yeah. Five K though, and I mean one of the reasons that I was so high on Kyler Murray last week is just because of how often uh like the defense he was facing plays zone coverage. Same kind of thing with uh, the same. They play a ton of zone coverage, so we could give it get a little bit more on the ground from Gardner Minshew this week at five K in cash games. Like he's someone that I mean, he's not throwing as deep as I would like, but if he decides to air it out this week, the Saints thirty second at defending deeper passes. So I mean, I I love it at that price in cash games. I think he's a great value. My one thing there, Jake, is, and I don't know if I'd go Kirk Cousins in cash, but like he's he's at a similar price, right? I, I mean, was thinking about that for tournaments. When we yeah, get to it, so. I mean, sure. I mean, you want to save it? Or you want to just talk about him now? We might as well just bring him up now. I mean, fifty two hundred dollars. I mean, two hundred more on on DK and one hundred more on Fanduel. And we know Kirk Cousins hasn't been phenomenal this year. He takes a lot of heat, but in a plus matchup last week where he was able to throw the ball. He came off his best game, right? 22 for 27, 300 yards, hooked up with Thielen, who we talked about a lot in this show twice. And now he's got the Eagles secondary, a team that's really good against the run, struggle against backs who can catch. So you got Cook in there, catch a few more balls. So, I mean, Cousins, that's that's where I would maybe just go a different way. Like Minshew, sure, but like I think there's slightly more upside in this matchup for Cousins. Do we love like, Cousins, though, in this spot against the defense yeah, that pressures really well? Like, I don't know. Like, that one seems so Joe, here, scary well, to me. Cousins been one of the worst guys under pressure in the league this year. Yeah, well, no, is. so here's the, here's the situation. So Chris and I have talked about it, so I'll just give it to you because we've done it, I think, twice already. We've talked about Oh, no, wait. The other one was the ranking show, Chris. Like, all these shows start to mix together. Uh, what I was telling you— better than this one, though. No, there is none better than this one. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe all in sport. I don't know. With the Angela Williams show. I mean, Get out of here. Fun. Get to your point. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Kirk Cousins. So, what I think you're right about the under pressure, but what I pointed out and what I've been continually pointing out about Kirk Cousins, Joe, is the fact that when he's under pressure, that's where you want Stefan Diggs. That's what happened against the Bears because he's not allowed to think too long. You don't want Kirk Cousins thinking too much because he gets over aggressive. He throws downfield, he throws outside, and he struggles in that area, especially because he usually throws to somebody's double coverage because he gets over aggressive. So, if he's forced to make quick decisions and get to Diggs in this game, but also because the secondary is so bad, and he doesn't get pressure the entire game where he has some time for Thielen and Diggs to both hit. If they both hit, that's why you like Kirk Cousins. But to Chris, what he was saying, this is why I like him in tournament, not in cash, Joe. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's probably in play for tournaments, cash games. I I, I think it's a little bit riskier, but I definitely get what you mean as far as the secondary concerns for Philly. It's it's just really hard to, for me to get on board with anyone in this Minnesota offense not named Dalvin Cook. So maybe I still have some biases I need to work through there. So... The obvious matchup of the week, Joe, Matt Ryan, does he have interest for you? Yeah, I like. I think Matt Ryan, um, I talk a lot about having a rushing floor, but it's really hard to argue the rush or the floor in general that Matt Ryan has had this year. So I, I think he's totally fine in, in this spot, of course, against Arizona. We talk about it every week. It's always a, a good spot. Uh, it's kind of attack for sure. It, it's, it's a spot, though, like he's pretty expensive, 6400 for a guy we know he's not going to yeah. give anything on the ground. Um, so I, I think he's tournament only for me. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about a couple other guys, um, but even in that price range, I, I think I still prefer uh, going back to my boy, Lamar Jackson, um, talked about uh, targeting a team that that plays a lot of uh, zone coverage. Uh, Cincinnati, we, I mean, we, we loved Kyler for, for a lot of the same reasons last week, so I think Lamar could get back on track this week, another team that gets beat deep. The difference between Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray is Lamar is not afraid to kind of air it out. I know there's a couple injury concerns that I'm sure we'll get to, but I think Lamar at 6,900 um, is still someone that's going to give you an awesome floor. Yeah, I like that and call. And the linebackers, point, are, go ahead, Jake. I was going to say, Chris, his, his projected ownership is under Matt Ryan because you know how reactionary people are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you brought this up on the show earlier this week. Um, you know, some people want to... I, was it a question about dropping Lamar or what to do with Lamar Jackson? It's like he's still QB <laughs> one time, in the season. It, I was just, it wasn't dropping, it, but basically selling. It was. It, is it time to move on from Lamar? <laughs> time Jackson? to move on like, from QB one on the season. After, sure. Yes, first, first sub twenty one point game. Hey, Chris, you want to guess what quarterback he's tied with right now for projected ownership? I don't know, Mahomes, Watson. 
Beowulf, Beowulf. <laughs> well, maybe we need to get off Minshew because everybody seems to love him. But like, it's warranted. Like again, he's he's been he's been very intriguing. Like he really has. But for Lamar, I mean, you know, Joe brings up some great points. And coming off that game, just his worst game of the season, where he threw what he had three picks, and I think he fumbled, and he still ends up with. 14 fantasy points like that's his floor and the fact that he's rushing he's averaging 76 rushing yards per game over his last four we've said this before it's like starting with with two touchdowns you're basically starting with two touchdowns going up against a Bengals team who has struggled to stop the run their linebackers are very mediocre and they're probably not going to be able to get to the edge to get to Lamar Jackson he still has that deep threat in Marquise Brown so I I love Lamar Jackson and if people are just going to be completely off of him wondering what to do with Lamar Jackson I mean all the better to roll him out yeah, and we'll talk more for quarterbacks and tournaments too. Is and <laughs> sneak preview. I'm now off Kirk Cousins, the number two highest projected ownership quarterback right now. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, it's quarterback. It's usually flat. You know how one day of people talking on Twitter could probably change this entire group. So uh, keep watch. But if he's going to be number two or even number three, uh, I'm I'm off that. Maybe I'll just go for a piece of buying. That'll be the first time. Chris, I'll be buying the icing, not the cake. It's, it's the opposite of what I like to do. Yeah, it's All too right. bad because I really like that Viking stack, but Ryan is good too. I mean, most passing attempts in the NFL and, and 300 yards in every game. Well, so here's how you go for it. Well, let's just jump to wide receiver. We'll come back to running backs here for a second. So here's how you get the piece of it. And like, Chris, for people out there that don't know, when I always say this, buy the cake, not the icing. The cake is the quarterback. Instead of trying to figure out, like Patrick Mahomes, start trying to figure out, is it going to be Tyreek Hill if he's out there? If Like if Watkins, if, oh, if everybody's healthy, instead of trying to figure out if it's Kelsey, Watkins, Robinson, hit like just buy the cake because you know the cake has to produce the ice. So the other point here is, if you do want to just try and get the icing this time, this is the Stefan Diggs one because the Stefan Diggs to what we were talking about, Joe, before the pressure is going to force more digs because he's the one to get open quicker, Chris. So is Diggs a cash game play for you? Because I think he's a cash and tournament for the fact that the Kirk Cousins ownership is so high. I'm suddenly hungry for sweets, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think Thielen is, I still think Thielen Who's is the, the cash game play. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not Treadwell. Um, yeah, you know, th- I think Thielen is still in my opinion, the safest out of the two. Uh, I know we talked about... And he has about, the higher ownership percentage. Yeah, I know he has the higher ownership per- percentage and he's 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 more expensive. Like, you're going to have to... On DK, you're going to have to spend the 800 I mean, he's Diggs is a real nice price on FanDuel, $5,800, I believe. Like, that's a pretty solid pr- price considering the matchup. But, I mean, even still, I just feel like Thielen is, is just a safer option. Like, I mean, he seems to be the guy in the red zone when they get down there. And I, I just don't have a problem with either of these guys, to be honest. Like, I know Cousins' ownership is projected high, but I've just watched this Eagles team every single week, and they just can't cover anybody. And, yeah, they can dial up some pressure, but before that game against the Jets last week, they really hadn't gotten after the quarterback. So I think Cousins will be fine. Chris I think they'll use both of these homer. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm saying it in, in, in not a positive way. I'm seeing it firsthand. I, know, I mean, they were like, like, yeah, they were, they had triple coverage on Devontae Adams a couple weeks ago, and he still had like double digit catches. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think that it, it's, I'm, I'm trying to kind of come around on these Vikings guys. I, I guess I haven't really been considering um, as much as most people earlier in the week. I, I get the the argument for sure. I just think that the, the wide receiver position this week, I, it seems like things are going to kind of skew towards some of these higher price guys. We haven't seen that as much. Maybe it just has to do with these wide receivers going absolutely nuts last week. But I mean, I think going back to DeAndre Hopkins makes a ton of sense, especially if people are just going to gravitate towards Will Fuller. Like on DraftKings, Will Fuller's up to 6K. Like they got really aggressive with his price. Um, Fuller's all the way at 6,600 on FanDuel, so a little bit more palatable there. Um, but I mean, I think, I think both these Houston guys are going to be uh, just piled on in cash games after what we just saw. So where else are you looking? Because I got two, and you talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that Brandon Cooks might not be out there, and Cooper Cup is still, I want to say, only 7,800, because at what point does Cooper Cup deserve to be in the 8,000 plus? And then, assuming he's out there, obviously things can change, and we still it's still 50-50 as of today. I got to tell you, I don't care if it's his first game back. Tyreek Hill at $7,400 is in every single one of my lineups. Done. Period. Yeah, he's he's very interesting. Sixty nine on DK. I mean, 
I probably still would play him in cash, but like if you're a big time like high roller cash game guy, I don't know if I'd I'd put him out there just in case of like who knows if he suffers a setback or something. Your day's done, but the ceiling we know what it's like. That's yeah, a shoulder it's through the roof. Leg. Yeah, well, you just you just don't know, right? I mean, it, it could happen. I mean, again, I if, you're, if you're spending a ton of money, <laughs> it, it could happen. I mean, that's just the one downfall, but it's it's very slim, I suppose. Like just keeping everything in Would the back of your mind. Like, <laughs> I mean, sure, he's going to be fine. It's it's a high total game, like I said, off the top. Like, what is it, 55 points? I mean, we could see well over that number and, and a lot of points scored. But you well, mentioned h- Cooper Cup. How about Cup. another one? I mean, why not Cooper about- Cup? Yeah, I did. thank you. Why not Cooper Cup? I Why not? And he's got 100 yards in four straight games, 44 targets, 30, 29 catches, and four TDs in his last four games as well. Like, you don't really need to say anything else. Like, this guy is... He's a number one wide receiver in football. And the price, and, and I, understandably so, despite jumping 600 and 1,000, he's still the number yeah. one projected wide receiver because I think people are smart enough at this point to know. Do you know who he's tied with, though, Chris? <sighs> Don't tell me, Will Fuller. <laughs> no, it's not Will Fuller. Thank God. he is. But Will Fuller's inside the top 10. Joe, I'll give you one guess who he's with. Julio? No, but Julio's good guess. Julio's number three. Really good guess. I was just about Cooper? to bring him up. No. Baby Chark, I'm on DD this week. I think DD. I, I am too. So let's talk about DD. Yeah, but you know why DJ been. Chark is there, right? You know why he's there. Because of Beowulf. Beowulf. <laughs> Joe, you brought up <laughs> Julio Jones. The podcast off of this I know. <laughs> Julio uh, no. Jones. How, I, I, how are people not like just plugging him in at this point? It's crazy. Like I, I think on kind of the the subject of Cooper Cup, people like there's still a, a group of people that are just thinking of it as how the offense used to be. It was Robert Woods, and then it was Cooper Cup, but we just didn't have Cup for most of last year anyway. So I think that it, people, myself included, were slow to react on that, and now they've kind of come around. Julio on DraftKings for only 900 more against Arizona. I don't know. It, it just it's really hard to ignore that. And then Odell's price at 6800. It's just. I don't know. Cooper Cup versus Odell is kind of mine. Like, wait, wait. Is Odell with. even cash at this point, though? No, no. no I don't. I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of things <laughs> that I think he's a great tournament play, which we'll I get to. Too. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm normally not spending up for these guys in cash games anyway, so I'm still kind of looking down the the salary scale in cash so right now. Where are you Where are you looking for cash? Are you on the DD train like Chris? Or hey, Chris? No, no, no. Hold on. That was your boy. I'll let you go on DD, and then we'll go back to Joe. Yeah, no, I, I, I like Didi, but I'll, I'll let Chris talk about that. The guy I was going to bring up was Robbie Anderson, especially if, if we get Darnold back. I, I guess they get 4K. He's too cheap based on uh, what we know his ceiling is, what kind of routes he's going to run, and kind of an up-tempo game. Like we, Hopefully, the, the game script will be in his favor as well. 4K, it seems like a great time to jump back on See, Robbie Anderson. Really? I'm more on Jamison Crowder, and it's not because of week one. It's because the only strength for the secondary for the Cowboys is outside actually. So uh, like Jameson Crowder, if week one is any indication, I'm not saying he's going to get 17 targets and 14 catches, but if I'm leaning one way or the other, I actually like Crowder a little bit more than I like Anderson. Yeah. I mean, if you're shooting for upside, I'm still always going to skew towards the guy like Robbie That's Anderson. Fair. Yeah. Talented. the ceiling. Um, yeah. Jameson Crowder, if you're talking cash games, sure. His floor is probably super safe, especially if Darnold does come back. Yeah, I agree with that too. Crowder Cash, maybe Robbie uh, for tournaments, but there's no question Sam Darnold back under center for the Jets is is a positive for this offense. Absolutely. And it looks like Herndon is is pretty much doubtful to play in this game. So, I mean, I, I even think when we get to running backs, you can take a shot on Lev Bell this week. But, I mean, DD, the only reason I like DD is, well, we know about Chris Harris. Like, he is still a shutdown corner. I know, Jake, we joked about how maybe DJ Chark is just matchup proof now. It doesn't matter who he goes up against. He's just catching can't touchdowns. can't without saying do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, I leave that for you. But but for DD, it's the matchup is nice, right? Um, you're probably going to get Williams, and the fact that it's just because of that, like it's not like he hasn't been involved over the past couple weeks. He's 17 targets, 12 catches, almost 150 yards in his last two games. We like Minshew. Like if that's going to be the chalk, like Chark and Minshew, like why not just kind of pivot and go DD? He's true, like Chris. a respectable price. We love Minshew. Get it right. Love Minshew. Here we are, like week six, and Minshew is the highest projected quarterback, and Chark is the highest projected wide receiver. Like, I oh, he's made that all together. I, I, I thought he was second highest quarterback. Was he? he wasn't the highest? I don't know. He was, like, he was, he was up there. Top <laughs> two yeah, is is enough. Uh, hold on, wait, wait. I would go back to it. I forget. I don't think it was that. No, he was no Gardner Minshew is one, two. He's sixth. It's Murray, Cousins, Watson, Ryan, Lamar, then Minshew. So he's there. He's but he's in the top six. He's ahead of. Are we not paying up for Patrick Mahomes? 
Like, are we done? Are people just out on him all of a sudden because of one bad game with no... I mean, even with no touchdowns, he's still producing. Yeah, he is. I, I just want to spend... I don't want to spend the 75. It's fine, I think, to do in maybe in tournaments. on Pendle. Yeah, it is a big gap there between him and Watson and even Lamar. So I, I think he's a better play on in tournaments because I think most people kind of fade away from the top of the board and try to find some value. So maybe you'll just get him like maybe 7 8% ownership, which is appealing. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any problems with Patrick Mahomes. I guess don't know. I mean, it's early in the week. It's still kind of hard to get exact feel for what roster construction is like. And my initial feel is that you're just going to be able to do so much more with Minshew. So even if Patrick Mahomes goes nuclear and Minshew has just an okay game, you still might be able to recover. Uh, one more. High projected ownership. And that's why I'm bringing him up. Because uh, nobody did. Is Michael Gallup? You guys in on Michael Gallup? Yeah, Gallup's like, pretty solid. Yeah. I, I think Gallup's totally fine. If you're just looking at weighted opportunity rating, I mean, it is a smaller sample with him with that injury. But 5600, like the only guys that have a higher weighted opportunity rating, Michael Thomas and Terry McLaurin. So, um, yeah, I think Gallup's probably underpriced. Um, if everyone's just going to go to Will Fuller in that range, like I think Gallup's uh, totally in play. He's been very impressive in his three games too, Jake. I mean, two big blow-up yeah. games, right? And at least six catches in, in every game too. Huge. It's huge. All right, so let's talk running backs in the cash game. This has been – you've been saying this every single week, Joe. It's pay up at running back, pay up at running back, pay up at running back. But because of the slate and specifically mostly because that Christian McCaffrey dude is playing at 9.30 in the morning. But with the four teams of the bye, with the slate the way it is – is it still a pay-up week because your options are like much slimmer than they have been so far? It's a lot different, that's for sure. Can we just talk about how we didn't even get to punish the 75% of people in the Millie Maker that didn't play Christian McCaffrey last year because of all this other <laughs> crazy stuff that happened? Like Those people deserve to lose. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just, yeah. I'm so sorry, they do. It's true, yeah. Uh, play McCaffrey not, every week. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. <laughs> It's too risky when you don't play him. If you fade him, I mean, that's that's what happens, right? But it's actually I like the fact that he's not in the main slate because we could be a little bit different this week. I'm I'm more upset about not punishing the people that didn't play Kishan McCaffrey than not having Will Fuller. Well, t- tell us who you tell us who you want this he's week. He's playing McCaffrey <laughs> anyways. I know he's yeah. gonna find out a way. Is it I, is I it Camara? I, I do love Kamara at AK. He, I mean, I prefer him to Dalvin Cook just because Dalvin Cook is is up against Philly, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about. But I mean, Kamara, it still seems like to me, if everyone just wants to flock back to Michael Thomas, that's totally fine. But at some point, these short passes from Teddy Bridgewater, like Kamara is going to be the one that takes one deep. Like it's going to happen at some point. Uh, we know his role is super safe in the passing game, all of that. Um, if people just kind of want to jump off of that, I get Jacksonville is not an amazing matchup by any means. I love the other side of this game as well with Leonard Fournette, who will bring up every single week until they price him over 7K. Not sure why they haven't done that on DraftKings. Like he's still a decent value on FanDuel as well. Like the Christian McCaffrey light, I think we could say, is fat Christian McCaffrey, whatever whatever you want to say about uh, Leonard Fournette. I think he's totally in play, both of those guys. Uh, I guess we just want all the touchdowns in the Jacksonville game, right? So Minshew, Fournette for all the money. And <laughs> yeah. Didy. What can go wrong? Yeah, what can go wrong? I mean, 52 carries in his last few games for Fournette. Yeah, he's very much like CMC. I mean, playing over 90% of the snaps, catching a lot of balls. Um, He just seems like a lock to touch the ball 20 times, and that's what you want for cash. I I, I still like Zeke. I know he's been pretty disappointing, but... You know, even 12 carries last week, season low. Maybe he's a better tournament play because of the game log recently, but he, he obviously has that blow-up appeal, and he's got a touchdown in four of his five games. So I I don't know. I'm, I'm still feeling Zeke. And it, there is – I'm a little uncertain, I'll be honest, about the Dallas offense, you know, over the past couple weeks, you know, especially, I guess, getting from behind. And, you know, Dak has been throwing the ball a ton through the air, but I, I still think there's a little bit of safety with Zeke going out against, against the Jets. Seven point favorites could lean on him in the second half. So I, I have no no problem with Zeke, but maybe more of a tournament play. My only concern with Leonard Fournette is actually the matchup, uh, only because the Saints, one thing on the defense, besides Marshawn Lattimore playing much better over the last couple of games, is they're still strong against the run. And then I don't know, this might be, and the volume is so appealing. You're, you're 100% right, Joe. The value is still there just from the touch load compared to the price. But I just have a feeling this might be one of those like 20 carries for 75 yards type of game and no touchdown. Like, and that's the downside, and it's still a fine game. That's just why I'm a little bit more hesitant where I would most weeks been with you is like, I want to pay up and just go off somebody where I feel better about the overall production, but it's still not a bad play just because of the volume standpoint. I just want to bring that up because also I wanted to point out because I forgot to mention at the top of the show, if you want 
Chris's stuff, if you want my stuff, the APA, which I'm talking about right now, all the stuff that's in the DFS footballers po- podcast, pa- <laughs> DFS pass, not the podcast pass. We're doing the podcast. You put in the code podcast and the DFS pass and you get 10% off. Did I screw that up enough? Is that no. possible? No, I thought it was perfectly. I said podcast like seven times. So I, I think they know what the, <laughs> the code is at this point. Uh, how about that? You know what, Chris, I'm going to go to you on this one because you brought him up and I actually have him in a lot of places because people are off him. The workload similar to Leonard Fournette is there. His quarterback is back and that's Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I like Bell. I, I don't know if I'm there yet in cash, but I, I like Bell. I mean, this guy's touching the ball more with New York than he than he did in in Pittsburgh. It's it's just obviously he hasn't been that efficient. I mean, perception is third. not. Yeah, I mean, he ranks third in catches, twenty seven. I mean, they had the bye week, right? And again, his quarterback, I mean, he's had nothing to work with. I mean, he's getting hit behind the line all the time. Like, I think part of that is on the Jets line. It's not great, but again, having Sam Darnold back under center. I mean, his best game of the year was Week One again. It's a very tough Bills defense. He caught a few balls. He found the back of the end zone. And his price now is is dropped down to the fact where he's just a member of the Jets. He's mediocre. Yeah, I mean, he's $6,400 for somebody who can come away in this game with, I, I think he could get seven or eight catches. He at least his floor is probably five, well, right? So what he's did Aaron Jones do against this defense? So there you go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he, he ate them up. So I, I think he's a, a decent price. A, a much better play, I think, on DraftKings and FanDuel. You want that full point for that catch. You know what quarterback he'd be even better with? Beowulf. Anybody? <laughs> Joe, <laughs> you love this are you guy. in a Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, it's hard to argue with the volume there, right? I I think that, I mean, just the target share alone should be at least enticing. It's crazy, though. I was just looking, one of the things that I look at at running back in particular is just total yards from scrimmage over the last four games. And, like, all these guys that are seeing his volume, like, they're all, like, 125, 155, like, like just Chubb, Cook, Kamara, but then just... Le'Veon Bell with just his non-efficient like 93 yard average of total yards. It I don't know. It, it sucks because you, you would love to get after that volume, but I think there's a little bit of fool's gold in there as well. Like if you think that Darnold like really elevates his offense, I I totally get it. Um, I, I think I still prefer Fournette. I mean, Eli Manning can elevate this offense over Luke Falk. Let's be honest. I mean, come on. I mean, they didn't, <laughs> right. even give, they didn't even give him a chance last week. He didn't even run any first team reps. He was on the sidelines like watching no. Darnold. And then they threw him out in that game. It was it was so pathetic. By I mean, Gates. that's part of the reason people are so ticked off about Adam Gase in general is because yeah, <laughs> if you have any chance, you got to give him some first team reps, yeah. even though he has Luke Falk. There uh, is one, one more guys- Jake. There, okay. Maybe you're going to mention if, DJ. No, 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 no. I'll see if you guys. You said David Johnson. Obviously, if he's healthy. I mean, but that's something everybody's going to have to watch. I, I kind of think that goes without saying, doesn't it, Joe? I would think so against Atlanta, but go ahead, Chris. Yeah, no, I mean, a primetime matchup against the Falcons, you just can't tackle anybody, and we know their struggles against backs you can catch. But Chris Carson, like, why not Chris Carson is is somebody now who, I mean, the first three games, there were some question marks fumbling a football, but this is because somebody has 49 carries, five catches, almost 300 yards in his last two games. Like, we know what Seattle wants to do. We all watch primetime. Cleveland Browns struggling to stop the run. I know Kyle Jusick was a big part of the the run blocking there, the lead blocker for sure. And and But I, I feel like Carson is, is one of those guys where i mean six thousand dollars on dk you know you want him to be involved in in on the third down rolls catching some balls he's doing a little bit more this season but i mean 20 carries seems like a lock he's the goal line back there russell wilson's been so efficient i'm just completely out on this browns team i just feel like there's there's a lot of issues on both sides offensively and defensively so i mean i think seattle goes in there and and leans on carson and you know he probably could rack up 20 touches in a score can I just say I'm, I'm proud of us guys? We we finally moved past like these Kenyon Drake plays 4400. He's gonna be popular this week. Just I mean, what his 15 touches? Is that what you want? Your running back slot? It's fine. Drake AP. We're talking about all the good plays today. Running back. This is great. I'm legitimately like, dude. I, I this wasn't the right. I'm saving my running back that I want to bring up for tournaments. I'm just laughing because he's the second highest owned projected running back right now. Joe is Kenyon Drake. It's for their 80 yards at 4400, and then they're going to try and pay up at wide receiver and fail. It's going to be great. That's pathetic. I mean, in that range, AP 45, uh, Drake 44. Honestly, and and this is kind of the same thing. I'd rather just go hide. I'd rather even just maybe go hide in that matchup where we could see 60 points and at least he's getting the ball 20 times against a, a weak run defense. so significantly lower owned than Adrian Peterson's lap. Actually, the person I'm bringing up for tournaments is laughably lower than Adrian Peterson. And so oh, we'll have to hold on. So we're going to get to that in a second. Um, tight ends. Is this, uh, 
here's my how I'm going to present tight ends to you guys in cash. Austin Hooper, move on. Yeah. There's actually only two tight ends I think I'd play this week, and it's Kelsey and Hooper. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue with Hooper against Arizona. Like, 5K on DraftKings, like, it's not a, it's a, it's a pretty crazy price there still. And, and like, even on, on FanDuel, totally in play. Like, it, yeah, it what are you dropping sense. down on the FanDuel? I'm looking, like, are you really yeah, going to go bad. 400 off two weeks of Gerald Everett? To, like, are you, and against the 49ers, are you really going to save that 400 to drop off of Hooper? I wouldn't do it. No, it gets thin fast. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Super fast. Like, yeah, I mean, I look, suggest look, spending up, actually. The 5,000s are like, Hernan is not going to play now. And Jared Cook, the worst person in the world. Uh, the, the Houston tight ends. I mean, like, where are you going? I mean, Delaney Walker has all of a sudden been miserable. He's facing Denver. He's bad. Jeremy yeah, Sprinkle? No. Played him last week. Noah Fant, 2,900 on DraftKings. I think he's I, still you fine. You love Fant so much. He's still, I mean, he's a freak athlete, man. Like, And, and like, I, I don't think that that offense is particularly good. Oh, I don't good disagree with you. He was my sleeper in my column on, on the He's athlete. running a lot of routes. He's got 100, yeah, 101 routes over the last four games. And guys like in that range, like you're getting up to Mark Andrews, you're getting up to Zach Ertz. Like it, it's, I mean, you're, he's running a ton of routes and he's talented and he's 2,900. They don't move his price. So. Yeah, he's forty five on Fanduel, which is or uh, now four thousands men, so close to men. Make, I mean, he's essentially make some sort of concessions, I, I think. And and no, I, I'm with you, Austin Hooper, the cash play. Um, I, I think it's really hard to argue with that. Kelsey's hard to get to, which makes me like want to try some lineups this week just to see what <sighs> for tournaments. What it leads I me do. To. And, and what you said about running back two, we don't have Christian McCaffrey, so I'm just gonna have way more salary than normal. It's gonna be awesome. I mean, the gap. The ga- do you see the gap for Kelsey on DraftKings? That's huge. Sixteen hundred. That's it's, that's, that's like double long, or he's like not a great play. Yeah, you know? I mean that's it's really what's going to come down. All right, so let's do that. So it's it's time to move over. Let's talk to uh, tournament wise. You down with GPP? So let's stay at that then. I mean, because we're pretty much already jumping into that conversation and there's not a whole lot of wiggle room if you're going off a of Hooper anyway. Is it is that the play, Joe? Is it to jump up the Kelsey or is Ertz in your conversation as well? Yeah, I think I think Ertz is fine. I actually really like Mark Andrews again. Um, 4,800. Like, I mean, I, I think that the pace in that game, like you can make an argument that Baltimore is going to run more plays than almost anyone this week. I, I mentioned how much I like Lamar. Um, against Cincinnati, high team total. We know that's important at tight end. Like he's fourth in weighted opportunity rating. He's not running as many routes, but he's running deeper routes uh, for a tight end typically. Another athlete that I think we can we can target at 4,800. I, I think that, I mean, most people are just going to go the Austin Hooper route. So I think just like price pivoting to Mark Andrews makes a lot of sense in tournaments. Man, it's just, I, I can't even think of a low price guy. Like I'm embarrassed to even mention like Jeremy Sprinkle at $2,600. Like it's just... There's, there's just nothing, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, no I, I think I would, 29. I would, yeah, fan. I mean, I, I, I figure that Everett is probably going to be pretty chalky, but at $3,600, I mean, if Brendan Cooks doesn't play in this game, and even if he does, heck, like Jared Everett has just been a part of this offense. Jake, you talked him up, I, I think last week is, is just, a, you know, a highly touted guy coming out of college and, and, you know, an early pick and, and what, 19 targets, 12 catches the last two games. Like, I know, like, he's not going to do what he did last week. He's not going to rack up you know, 130 plus yards. And a lot of that came in garbage time. And I say garbage time, but really they were in the game. It's just, they had no run game and they haven't had a run game all year. So Goff is just throwing the ball like crazy. Lately. Well, well, what if there's no Todd Gurley and no Brandon Cook? Yeah. He popped up on the injury report. So I mean, we'll get to quarterbacks in a little hold, bit, but if that's going to be the case, no, Chris didn't just pop up on your injury reports, popped up with a long week. And McVeigh said it took him by surprise. Like, that's that's a big red ooh. flag. Yeah, yeah, that's a big red flag for sure. Uh, and and I don't want any piece of Brown, and I just don't feel like they're going to have a lot of success running the ball if it is Brown, right? So this is this is probably another game where Goff, you know, drops back fifty plus times, and if he drops back fifty plus times, Everett's getting close to ten targets for at thirty six hundred dollars. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, one last thing on this, just for terminate places, if we're talking about it, Ertz is behind Will Disley and Mark Andrews and George Kittle and Everett and Hooper. Like Ertz is down. So yeah, now's the time looking, to get in on him. I think. Yeah, to, to that point. Strangely enough, Austin Hooper and Travis Kelsey are tied for number one at tight end. Travis Kelsey, despite that price, maybe he's not the terminate play you thought, Joe. It's, it's going to be another week. I'm not saying that to you, but there's no, there's no reason to pay up if he's still going to have that kind of ownership. 
Sure. And I mean, we should probably talk about George Kittle, right? Like he's a guy that I, I haven't played him much this year just because how much they're running and how much like he's been blocking to be because of that running. But I don't know. Just after that primetime game, I think he probably goes over owned anyway. I prefer Hooper. I prefer Fang down a little bit for Mark Andrews and probably Ertz at that point too, just because he's playing against Minnesota. And if there's been one spot to kind of attack Minnesota, it has been with the tight end. We saw what Waller did to them. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm curious what you guys think about Kittle because I think he goes the lowest owned of all these guys, don't you? Or maybe over owned because of that primetime game. I'm kind of going back and forth. Uh, well, right now, like I said, he's fifth and you're, you're, what you just brought up about blocking, that's actually my concern now because they lost check and they lost their tackle. So yeah, huge. that's a huge uh, underrated I, loss, Jake. Yeah. And, and it's not, obviously that's more Tevin Coleman and Breida concerns, but this kind of, and it's not going to be OJ Howard bad, Chris, but the fact that what if they start asking him to block more? What if he's only running routes 60% of the time versus 80% of the time? Like that's, that's a concern. Yeah, it is a concern. It's possible, but it's also possible that maybe he just gets a few. Maybe they lean on him a little bit more as well if if they can't get it that. It could run go either work. way. Obviously. Yeah, it could go either way. Uh, but it's very interesting to hear. Like he's not even really kind of talked about in that top range of tight ends, right? I mean, people are kind of down on Ertz and Kittle. Again, Hooper is is the obvious play. If you can get up to Kelsey, I I like it. But um, you know, it's a nice pivot, Ertz and Kittle. I think you know have some shares of both of those guys. I got to tell you, uh, so let's talk running backs, and I'm looking at running backs right now, and I like that better when people don't have so many shows and information to listen to. <laughs> we were able to take better advantage because I didn't even notice this. Le'Veon Bell is the number one projected running back right now in ownership. Oh, so, uh, exactly. See, there, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's the reason. I'm like, oh, man, it's like, like people are getting too smart. I tr- uh, so I, here's mine. And this is, I think, interesting because, again, anytime you have a running back, and we know this because we say this all the time, and you have a running back that doesn't catch much, you lose value in DFS. That's the truth, especially on both sites. But this is the running back that we've seen it before. Two catches can turn into 80 yards because once he gets running, holy hell, get it out of the way. The one way you beat the Broncos is running the ball. He doesn't even catch the ball. And I think Derrick Henry is an interesting pivot at the price range he's at because the Broncos have been abysmal, honestly, against the run so far. And if the Titans have any prayer in this game, it's give Derrick Henry 25 touches. Yeah, it's. It, I was going to bring him up in in cash actually, just because. See, that's why he's more th- tournament than cash for me. Like, I feel. Uh, you, uh, go ahead, Chris, but I, I feel like he's got a floor in cash, but it's still like it, it's a mediocre floor. It is a mediocre floor. Um, my one problem on DK is is that full point you alluded to it. I mean, he. I think he only has like five catches through five games this year, but, but one of them was for a huge touchdown. Yeah, one of them was for that huge <laughs> touchdown. But you know what both of these teams want to do, right? They want to run the football. They're going to play at a slow pace. It's it's going to be a, a whole lot of Lindsey and Freeman on the other side, and then a whole lot of Derrick Henry for the for the Titans. So I mean, five touchdowns on the season, at least forty seven. He's got forty seven carries in two games, and at least seventy eight yards. In, in four of his five games. So that's not a bad floor. I mean, you're looking at almost double digit points really from this guy. So I, I don't hate him, even on DraftKings. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, you, you're right about the Broncos running. Before Joe jumps good. in here, since we're on this game, Chris, it's two running backs we really haven't talked about much this entire season on this show, Lindsey and Freeman. Should we be more interested in them? I think maybe Lindsey, just because of his... I mean, both of these guys are actually catching balls out of the backfield, but but Lindsey's got at least four targets, or four catches, rather, in, in four of his five games. So he's involved. He's looked pretty good. And again, same thing. They want to run the football there. They want to use both of these backs. I, I, I feel like maybe in tournaments, both of them are for... They, Nobody's really thinking about them because the fact it's almost like a split. I mean, it's Lindsay yeah. most of the time, but it's still almost like a split. And I think, why. yeah, that I, that's my one problem with it. It's like, where does the ceiling lie? Like, if if you were to give Lindsay twenty touches, I mean, he's going to return value. Right. I'm not playing any of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'm not interested in either of them either. But probably okay. I'm just not playing any. Of them. Well, I should tell you. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, be straight up and honest. I mean, I, I'm not getting cute with either of them either. I just. It's fine. Yeah, no. And again, like fine, I will you should always guess. think of my case as I'm playing a small field single entry tournament. I don't play these really super large fields, so maybe they're in play for those people. They're just not in play for me. So wh- who's in play for you? It's all the guys we've talked about at running back. Okay. I, think that if you <laughs> just, I don't. I don't really care about the ownership with those guys. I, I think that we've basically already touched on all. I think that with Leonard Fournette, Le'Veon Bell staring us in the face in the mid six Ks at that type of volume, I. It, I still think it's fine just to go to those guys, pick your poison with Zeke and Kamara, and just move on. At least we have the salary to kind of pay up a little bit of some of these other spots this week. I no, fine. Well, then I'll give you one more. 
I'll give you one more for tournaments since you don't want to, you, you hate all these guys and we'll see what your reaction is. I'm going to watch your face as I say his name because the other running back all of a sudden can't pass protect and the other running back has been banged up this entire time and then saw his snap count go from like 70% to almost nothing. Yeah, see, I see you shaking your head already. No Damian Williams. <laughs> anyone, anyone watching this on YouTube later? No. no Damian for me. Uh, you know um, I don't like Damien. You know I'm not a truther. I mean, the only time I'm, I'd Damien. be interested in in Damien is is in DFS. I am kind of a Damien truth. I'm more of a, a, a Andy Reid truther, but yeah, no. No, Chris really. hates him so much. You can see him like broken down on the side of the road, and he would throw his milkshake at him. Like he hates Damien. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't hate Damien Williams. I just didn't yes, understand do. the the love for Damien heading into season long formats for a guy who has only had like 50 carries in one season. So you said I, he I, has I, the worst beard in sports. I know what you come on, Chris. I mean, he may, <laughs> he may have the worst beard in sports. I, I know he's not a durable running back at that. I know, but you know what? He, I'm glad you bring him up because again, it's a high total game. The chiefs cannot run the football. LaShawn McCoy. I don't know if he's in the doghouse or not. I, I, I can't imagine he's going to come into this game and get double digit carries. And if they continue to struggle running the football, then that's good news for Damian Williams because right. it's not Shady who's getting those third down reps. It's Damian Williams. So if he comes away in this high total game with six, seven catches, he's probably going to have a decent day for you. It's just there's a lot going on in that backfield right now to, to feel good about it. All right. So wide receiver. Go ahead, Joe. Give us some since you're like, you basically like threw up your hands in the air and didn't wave them around like you just don't care. But wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess I have just takes on running backs. I think just 25 Christian McCaffrey just really bothers me. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I think that what do you guys think about going back? <laughs> You're not letting that go. But it's, I think it's egregious. Um, so Marquise Brown, again, if he's healthy, I don't know. I play this guy every week. So I feel like I, I, this is going to be my Will Fuller. Uh, I'm just I was just about to say to that. Him. He's your Will Fuller. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess everyone's going to jump on him at the right time and I'll fade him and then just get buried again. So, But I, I think Marquise Brown is at a point now, like 6,200. Like his price is still going up, um, surprisingly. Like, I, I don't know. I, I do like Lamar a lot this week. So I'm trying to figure out different ways to kind of go about uh, pay up at least a little bit more than normal at, at wide receiver. I think Odell, again, I mentioned Odell at 6,800. Like at that point, I just think that he's he's worth a tournament shot um, against this Seattle team. Yeah, that's fine. The, the team total is totally fine. Um, but I mean, top 10 and weighted opportunity rating for, for Odell Beckham at 6,800. If, if we're considering some of these other guys in the same range, I think that um, Odell is an interesting pivot off of Cooper Cup up there. I like that call. Uh, a guy in a similar, similar kind of skill set, I know, not crazy about him, but a tournament dart throw, maybe Marquise Goodwin. If you know, we it's hard to get behind any really San Francisco 49ers wide receiver. But if the Rams are going to score some points, and I have some respect for the 49ers defense, but I do still think that they'll score some points, I think I have to take some shots downfield. So I, I feel like Goodwin is is decent. And and Jake, what about Odell Beckham? Like, it, if you're going to play Beckham, isn't now the time to play Beckham? I mean, I mean the fact he's Joe's had four catches in his last two games. Uh, it's just I know it's oh, he's a wide so receiver risky, too. But... I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that's what he's turned into at this point because especially on his team. Well, and Landry's ahead of him. Well, and that's so that's exactly what I was going to get to. And the fact is, it's not just Odell Beckham. Like it's not Odell Beckham in his own right here. Is because you actually Odell Beckham should have had two more catches in that game. Being Odell Beckham, most above average wide receivers should have had two more catches. The ones that he dropped. When I say drop with quotes because again they weren't like right in his bread basket. But all that being said, is it's Baker Mayfield in this offensive line. And it's like for all the complaints that we have about other situations, other offensive lines and other quarterbacks that are under pressure so quickly and can't make decisions, it's if that's what Baker Mayfield is dealing with. So what's the outlet valve? It's Jarvis Landry. So Odell Beckham, obviously, because he's Odell Beckham, is a pure tournament play, but even so, against Seattle. I'm a little bit more hesitant. I would feel better if it was a little bit better matchup only because Trey Flowers has been playing much better and Shaq Griffith is okay. He's not great. It's just a, it's a mediocre matchup. That's all. Seattle though, they, they give up like at least they're above league average and giving up completions five to 15 yards down the field. So what if Odell just takes one of those slants to the house and everyone's just has all See, this recency bias. On Jarvis Landry. On but you're right. You're, yeah, you're, no, I mean, you're that, definitely that right. 
could be either of them. And I, I definitely think that Landry, Landry is the one that probably makes more sense. I guess, I don't know, something about Odell at 6,800 at low ownership. It just, I don't know, in tournaments, I think that I'm at least going to uh, consider. Yeah, you know, oh, what, man, the questions, Jake, at the Athletic on Tuesday about Odell, like, what do I do with Odell? Like, I can't even put him in my lineup. He, he's not coming near my lineup. Should I play, like, Crowder over him this week? Like, just little things like that. It. I mean, that's the feeling on Odell Beckham Jr. this week. I, I was at least encouraged the fact that Cleveland tried to get him the ball. I mean, I said this to you on Monday, Jake. He, there was one point in the game where he had more passing yards and rushing yards than receiving yards. Like, they they were trying to get him a little bit more involved, whether it was some end around, some rushing, throw the football, a punt return that led to a fumble. He's trying to do too much, but they're at least trying to get him the football. I'm not in on Baker and the offense, but... To Joe's point, I mean, uh, low ownership of Odell Beckham Jr. It's sixty eight hundred dollars in DraftKings. He just needs that one catch. We saw it against the Jets. He <laughs> took that. He took catch. that to the house. Not everybody needs <laughs> I'm, one I'm, catch. I'm, Come on. I'm joking. Uh, I know, but hold still. On. Hold on. I'm checking Odell Beckham's ownership percentage. He is tied for forty fourth with Michael Thomas, Mohamed Sanu, and Calvin Ridley. So there you go. Michael Thomas is interesting as well. This guy is just as good facing Jacksonville. His, his price skyrocketed and he's facing Jacksonville. So there's a interesting. So you bring him up, Chris, so is tournament play for you? Yeah, tournament play. I mean, he's getting just so much volume. Like the, all the targets are going to Michael Thomas. So, I mean, yeah, the fact that people are, are afraid of this Jacksonville defense still, I don't even know about Ramsey yet. And he's no, been he's on back Ramsey before and he's been, he's been fine. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably why then the ownership is low. I get it. But, I mean, this guy has been just as good. Like I said, he's been just as good without Brees. But here's the thing. So, if everybody knows this and pays it, you know this, Chris. Joe knows this. And it was, I'm just, that wasn't supposed to be, uh, what's the word where where you sound like you're smarter than everybody? That was supposed to be condescending. That wasn't supposed to be condescending. But if you know about Michael Thomas, he doesn't play outside of like your typical wide receiver. He's a big slot like Juju Smith-Schuster and the rest. Well, guess where Jalen Ramsey doesn't play that often. So... For all the concern, if Jalen Ramsey's out there, it's not like he's going to shadow Michael. Well, I mean, they might do something they've never done before, but to this point, at least he wouldn't shadow Michael Thomas. Joe. And if you're Jacksonville, you probably should do something you haven't done before. You, you should. There's nobody else really on that team that you, besides Camara, right? But I mean, you should do what you can. Well, you to see take how other Michael things Thomas. are working out that they've never done before, right? Beowulf, Beowulf. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> We should get like a little ticker for that every time Jake yeah. does that. Ding. Ding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no issues with Michael Thomas. He's leading the slate and waiting opportunity rating and yards per route run. It's, it's a great play. There's no, I mean, I, for all the reasons that I think Kamara's in play, Michael Thomas is in play. He's get, they're getting similar targets, right? But yeah. um, Michael Thomas could be the one that easily just continues to go nuts and no one's playing him uh, where they should be probably. Before, Joe, before we hit quarterbacks, and Chris too, obviously, uh, just to backtrack one, two running back, we didn't talk about it, but I think for cash and tournaments, this is important for everybody out there. We don't, it doesn't matter if it's cash or tournament. If there is no David Johnson, you're. it's almost free square Chase Edmonds, right? Mm. I think so. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I mean... For sure. I mean, it would be pretty chalky, but yeah. No, I don't care. This is I one of those he, situations I don't even care right. if he's fifty percent owned. I, yeah, I, am a, I mean, I'm a Chase say, like, supporter. Yeah, me too. I think he actually deserves a few more touches. No disrespect to DJ, uh, they're having a hard time in the red zone. Maybe they need to lean on Chase Edmonds just a little bit more. I, I don't know, but he, yeah, absolutely. Against the Falcons, it's a it's a great match. We talked about how they can't, you know, they can't tackle. They've, I mean, I think it's like three years in a row now that this team just has struggled to stop back so you can catch it at the backfield. So $4,600. I, I was going to say it's pretty chalky, but at that point, chalk's okay. Like it's, it's perfectly fine to take the value and move on. Edmonds has already had a pretty significant, at least role in the passing game as well, like four targets last week. So yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if it's like, we looked at the Gallman play as like a guy that if he sees even 90% of Saquon's role and he can catch passes and that's what they want to do in that offense, like at that point, yes, you take kind of the, the value and if you can project him for enough touches, he's totally fine. All right. Any quarterbacks you guys want to talk about or do we pretty much hit all the quarterbacks? Because as always, it's pretty flat. So what are you really going to do? You kind of, I see you're kind of nodding your head back and forth there, Joe. So I, I was considering i mean i haven't played this guy yet this this year and it feels kind of bad um but i'm, I'm interested in dak at, at 62 he's kind of jamming so between all these other guys you. we talked about <laughs> no i mean i, I, I like it too a lot. um but dak, dak i mean one thing that i do like too is just how much uh he's been throwing the ball deep this year so he's leading the slate in yards per attempt um and we will say that the jets too like they're 27th in defending deep passes so that fits um decent team total i know they're on the road um Get a little bit on the ground from Dak. I think he's fine. Dak to Gallup, I think, is strongly in play uh, for tournaments, too. Yeah, I like that call. 
No uh, Patrick Mahomes for you guys? Well, again, like Mahomes is fine if if you want to spend up in tournaments yeah, and get fine. him at a low ownership. Yeah, I mean, he's he's perfectly fine. I, I obviously have no complaints. He talked about the struggles that they have to run the football, so maybe it means more more passing attempts. Yeah, I, I think he's good. I think he's good. I like Dak a lot as well, and I, I don't mind taking some shots on golf. Like I said, if he's just going to drop back and throw, I mean, he's got like over a hundred throws in his last two games. So I mean, if there's no Gurley, I, mean, I think it means even more throws. Maybe the offense is is not as efficient, but I mean, this guy is just dropping back so much. Well, then let's talk about that with the stacks. Stack attack. Is that where you're going, Chris? Is it a Ram stack for you? No, it's not. I, I guess I have the chalkiest stack of all time with Kirk Cousins and, and Diggs and Thielen, but it again, I just me. think this is a <laughs> yeah, crazy, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll that stack out in at least one tournament and I have no problem, you know, in cash as well. I just I've I've seen what I've seen from the Eagles run defense. It's very solid. So I think Kirk Cousins is gonna be forced to throw the ball. So I'm very intrigued and it's only a two man stack because you have to pay so much, but I, I'm going to have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill together. Obviously, that's going to change if Tyreek Hill's not out there, but I just, I, I want those two with the fact that nobody wants Patrick Mahomes. If I could get Patrick Mahomes at a low ownership, like his price isn't going to drop. He's always going to be around 9,000 anyway. But to get him at a low ownership with Tyreek Hill at a low price doesn't happen very often. So that's where I'm going to go. Joe, I know yours. Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, that's yours. Damn it! No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I think I've, I think I've said that that was my stack the last like three weeks. So exactly. I'm gonna mix it, mix it up <laughs> a little bit. Um, I think that going to back to Deshaun Watson, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, maybe we leave out Will Fuller and add in your boy Kiki. Um, so Kiki is someone that like he has been like involved in every game. Like he didn't hit um, a great ceiling or anything for us, uh, even in the game, last week's game. But just fading the Will Fuller. Um, if Will Fuller is going to be chalk again, I mean, they're going to have to be passing to keep up with KC. So I don't mind uh, going Watson, Hopkins, Kiki, and leaving Fuller out of the stack. Yeah, that's, I can see that. I'm kind of curious now that you mentioned it. We didn't even see what Will Fuller's projected ownership was. It's got to, I'm assuming it's got to be high. Uh, wow, it's not as high as I thought it would be. He's behind Larry Fitzgerald. He's down there with Adam Thielen. Still in the top. Everyone may have just fade him this week. Like, ah, he's not doing it again. His price well, is higher. Like, the price went so high in yeah, one week. It did. And it's it's such a dream matchup too, right? Like, it is. But DeAndre Hopkins is actually fifth as oh, of yeah. right now. So there you go. I love Hopkins. People are getting sharper. I guess like I need to like almost double th- take this at times now because it's like oh everyone's gonna jump off. But that's like what people would do like three years ago. Maybe people are getting better. That's why I said they need to stop listening to so many things. <laughs> it was better back when people were trying to like you know find things out on their own three four years ago. All right. So <laughs> let's put our lineups at each other. Actually, what was your score last week? I beat Chris by one point. What was your score? Well, no, not in ours. I was second in ours. I should have changed that lineup. What was who won that one? I don't know. I think I won. We only had two people that actually oh, joined Chris the didn't contest. Even what the hell, Chris? <laughs> I didn't see a notification. Chris is going to be like, I had 210. I win. Ha ha. <laughs> no, I said what I had. I mean, yeah, you had 210. I mean, I had to have 300 <laughs> to be excited. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, then fine. Boom. Here we're going to go. Battle Royal. Let's put our lineups out there. DFS Battle Royale. I haven't really gone first on most anything today so i'm taking this one and unfortunately it, it's not involving beowulf <laughs> sorry i know everybody's like expecting what? that <laughs> i know exactly no, <laughs> i, I need told to bring you. this guy up like 30 times and not even play, no, my play my uh, no because i wanted to do the patrick Mahomes because i like what i've been able to construct here like this is one of those this is one of those lineups where i look at it and i'm like yeah this is winning some money and then we get around to sunday and i'm like yeah it scored 105 points what the hell happened so here we go. Patrick Mahomes, Bell, and David Johnson. Obviously, I'm going to change that, depending, but as of today, Bell and David Johnson. Tyreek, Cup, Diggs, Hooper, Westbrook, which I don't usually do on FanDuel. I usually have a running back there, but I was saving money because I'm taking the Rams defense. We didn't talk defenses, so let's do that while we're talking about our lineups. But I think the Rams, with the loss of the offensive line piece, with the loss of what they've seen with no use check, with the fact that, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's been kind of, eh, so back and forth, and if he has forced to pass more, I feel like this is a Rams game where you can potentially get some turnovers and a potential touchdown. I think the Rams are a really fun play in general. Interesting. Okay, I think the Rams probably have performed like below their expectations Very much for so. sacks this year. So, so at some point, yeah, like I mean, they were a, a defense we were talking about a couple weeks ago, I think, and, and their price is at a point and where seasonal. They were one of the top there. three defenses off the board. 
Interesting. Yeah. I mean, my only concern is just that like the San Francisco is not going to throw, right. They've made that very clear. And I don't know, I, I think it makes a sense from a kind of a sack perspective. I just don't know how many opportunities there's going to be through the air, but yeah, no, I think that we'll see. That's where I, I think that the ramp to Chris's point, if the Rams get up quick, you can't, the 49ers can't say that we're just going to, Hey, we're down 14, nothing. Let's keep running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball to get back into the game. I, I see your face and you, you never know. That's true. You do never know, but you would think, um, but the biggest thing too is I'm um, looking at it and there's like there's nobody on the Rams defense this week. So uh we're actually I'll even give you the top two defenses right now are the Chiefs and the Redskins. <laughs> really? I would have thought Baltimore would have been out there against Cincy. No, Baltimore is mid pack, surprisingly. It, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting week. Like I don't know if I want to go up to the top. I actually don't want to go up to the top of the Cowboys at forty three. Uh and then Baltimore forty one is fine, but like after that, like you're not like the Pats are off the slate and in some other big scoring defenses that we've seen are just, are just not there. So I, it's a weird week for, for defenses. The two, the of. only two lower than the Rams right now are Jaguars and Seahawks. Maybe the Seahawks. I mean, I like the 49ers as much as I talked about golf, the 49ers are in my lineup, you know, right now. So, I mean, San Fran at 35, that's They've solid. been a, a defense that's yeah. As much as I like golf and throwing the ball, that's, that's part of it. Right. I mean, if if Goff is going to continue to drop back, and we're seeing picks like San Fran ranks in the top three in almost every Wait, single defense 35. category, like picks and and f- yeah, on Fanduel they are uh, interceptions. <laughs> they got seven fumble recoveries. They got four. They got two return touchdowns. They've only played four games. They have thirteen sacks. And they got after the quarterback. Part of that is Cleveland's line, but I mean, this is a defense that's it's pretty good, and they got some guys who can really get after the quarterback, right? Bosa is is a player. So at $3,500, I actually don't know what their place... $2,700 in DraftKings. I like them even more over there. If if it's Minshew and Cousins week, does that mean we just want all the Philly and New Orleans? I had a lot of Philly as my defense originally. I I was shocked how low they were last week. I mean, I don't know. They pressure so much. I get that everyone thinks their secondary is bad, but um, I think that if I mean, they're going to play Kirk Cousins in this, this O-line. Like, they're going to get to him. Um, so I'm interested in that. I think I, if Baltimore is really not going to be that popular against Cincy. I, I think that that is extremely interesting. Like, I mean, we're, we're always trying to target home favorites, right? And I, I think that they're one of the teams that, I mean, against Cincy, it makes a lot of sense to me. Since he's going to throw the ball a ton. So I love Baltimore. Oh they're going to be lower. I just off. changed my lineup, and I like it even better now. <laughs> oh, too bad you already gave it nope i actually had to change my lineup as well because i had like the same three wide receivers as you uh i'll just give it now I, i'm going with cousins at the top okay well that's cousins. automatically different yeah uh zeke and bell for running backs i got alvin Kamara as the third back in the flex spot wow. and then i am sticking with westbrook and cooper cup i got larry fitzgerald in there uh travis kelsey at tight end and then the 49ers defense Ooh. Did you give yours, Joe, or you just kind of like danced around it? I'm trying to figure out if I can uh, leverage my defense versus uh, versus your versus lineup, my- but I guess that's not <laughs> well, going to happen. Changed- so, uh, I, so- I, here, I'll, I'll even let you try because I changed my lineup because I didn't realize the 49ers are that cheap. So I put it in 49ers. I took out Cup because I'm not going to do that. Uh, and now instead, I have Odell Beckham and I have Scary Terry in the flex. Yeah. He's interesting too. We didn't bring him up, but he should be he should be perfectly fine. Case right? back I mean, at quarterback. Should, yeah, and he got he, <laughs> he got shut down last week against the Pats. So I mean, I think he can you can bounce. He can, he's going to get a bounce back in. Interesting. All right. Well, since I didn't use him for my stack, I'm going to go back to Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews. Uh, no big uh, shock there. I'm sure everyone listening. Um, but I will say that uh, on the other side of I, I, I did think consider uh, but at least going back to Boyd, who we didn't talk about today. Um, but at running back, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, I get that they're in the same game. Uh, people are just like bringing that up all the time, how you can't do that. I think you can do that with these guys that are extremely game script independent anyway. Um, so Fournette, Kamara, um, I'm going to play same as Jake, either one of Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, I have both of them in right now. But as of uh, as of now, it is Le'Veon Bell on the other side of that game. I'm going to play Michael Gallup at wide receiver. Um, and then I'm going to jam in Odell Beckham as my last wide receiver and play the Atlanta Falcons defense against the Cardinals. 3,800 seems like a decent You know what I just realized about Odell Beckham? Tell me if I'm wrong. Look at him on FanDuel and tell me that that jersey is not really on him. I feel like they just kind of put the jersey on his Avi. Yeah. It's like kind of because the sleeves are like flat in the front. It's it's a. He looks like a guy that wants to play with Daniel Jones. (laughs) I don't think that jersey's on him. I think they just found a picture and slapped it there instead. So 
really square and looks like they just yeah. painted it on. <laughs> I like that lineup a lot. I do. And for you guys out there, hopefully you like this show a lot. And hopefully you're checking out the DFS entire suite of offerings that they have out there with the podcast code 10% off. Follow Joe Holka at Joe Holka, which he also has on Instagram, which you'll get the posts for all this, the YouTube channel for the video. If you want to watch us make all these conversation talking points and blah, 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 and all that stuff. Those are very good grammar to finish out the show. Chris Meany at Chris Meany. I'm at All In Kid. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully to celebrate some winnings. And by the way, hopefully celebrate more Gardner Minshew. Do it with me, guys. Come on. Beowulf. Beowulf. Uh, do it, Joe. You want to do it? Beowulf. Beowulf. <laughs> you didn't even have him in your lineup. He doesn't need to be. He'll still win somehow. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.